hey, welcome back to another episode of the Sleepy Knots podcast with me, your host and author of today's sleep story, Erin. As always, your week's just starting, so let's start it off right with a little Tom Hardy. So what I want you to do is go ahead and find a quiet space, close your eyes, clear your mind of everything that's been bothering you, take a few deep breaths, and prepare to lose yourself in this week's silly sleep story that I like to call Tom Hardy Round Two, Letters from a World War I Romance. So the premise for this one is the same as the last. I've written a series of letters as if my husband were Tom Hardy and it was World War I. So I hope you enjoy. Dear husband, When this awful war started and you were drafted to serve as lieutenant in the British Royal Army and I was sent off to be a nurse on the front lines, I knew we would be in for a long and difficult time apart. But the longing and the pain that I know feels no bounds. To say that I miss you is an understatement. Just yesterday, a young soldier came into my medical tent with a gangrenous wound on his bum and the shape and the odor of it reminded me of our honeymoon. Remember when that donkey bucked me from his back as we sojourned in the desolate wastelands of Russia? It was the shape of that yurt that we slept in with the smell of your shoes after such a long and treacherous hike to reach the yurts. That's what it was. The, the wound was shaped like a yurt and smelled like your feet. It made me really homesick for you. I know that our honeymoon was a gift from your mother, but I'm still convinced that she was probably hoping I would die on that trip. I mean, she did send us to the open and frigid tundras of uninhabited Russia, but I know she thinks I'm not good enough for you. When she asked me on our wedding day what techniques I would use to press your shirts and clean your foreskin, she considered my answers unacceptable and quickly said, you are not good enough for my son. Anyway, on to happier things. I was able to field dress a soldier's bullet wound with the techniques taught to me by the head nurse herself, and she commended me on my surgical abilities and said hopefully next time my my patient will survive, but war is hell on all of us. With that, I shall send this letter off now and hope that it makes its way to you soon. I love you, and I hope to see you. I love you, and I hope to see you soon. Dearest Thomas, The funniest thing happened to me today. I was sitting and staring directly at the sun, you know, like I like to do, to see if I could spot any signs of life on it, when all of a sudden, a quick and most violent turkey came from the forest and attacked me with its wretched beak. While it aimed to peck my eyes out, I was quicker and able to snap its neck, and now all of us in camp are enjoying a little early Thanksgiving feast. I made the turkey using my mother's recipe where you roast the bird on an open flame until the skin is crisp and the inside is still a light and festive pink. Then you immediately serve it with much gravy made from lard, flour, and the mashed livers of mice. It was a huge hit. I have yet to receive a letter from you in return, but I hold out hope that it is simply because you are too busy fighting the enemy and not because you do not think of me. The doctor that was stationed here as head medical guide died unexpectedly in his sleep right after my Thanksgiving dinner, and now the major is threatening to promote Marjorie to the head of the medical tent. Marjorie hates me, and she always makes me boil all the used bandages, and she makes me dig the holes for the men to use the toilet in. I think she's just jealous because I have such a wonderful husband, and my bosom is like extra 
firm and full this week, I know she's jealous. There are rumors that we shall be sent to Dunkirk soon. Maybe I'll see you there? I don't even know where you are. Please write soon. I'm so very worried about you. My letters go to the main mail depot and then off to you wherever you are. I hope you're not in danger, my sweet. I miss you. I love you. Dear sweet darling husband, I have the most amazing news. I am pregnant. We are soon to be parents. The doctor thinks I'm around four months, so that would put conception, like, right back around the time that we were staying in the back of that butcher shop while you were waiting to hear back from your uncle about your job, maybe job, in his glue factory that ended up not working out. Um, and then we had to sell my wedding ring to make enough money to eat that week. I mean, it's fine that I still don't have a wedding ring. Well, it'll, the war is hell. We'll get there. I wonder if this baby shall have your sweet smile or my intense sense of smell that helps keep me from being poisoned. If it's a boy, maybe we can name him Mercutio or Tangiers or something. For a girl, maybe Ruth or Dionysus. I don't know. There's so many names. I do hope we're able to have these conversations in person soon. All the other nurses are getting sick of me rambling on about being pregnant. Apparently, the war effort is so short on nurses that I will not be given leave until I'm about ready to give birth. But that's okay. The medical tent has comfy cots and these little packets of biscuits that I really enjoy snacking on. Marjorie has been made head of the medical tent, and her first order of business was to try and send me off to another group of nurses. But, lucky for me, there were no other groups close by, so I get to stay. Because we have the highest fatality numbers in our group, it means there's always an open cot for me to nap on when the baby is doing what I have started calling its little tumbly rumblies. That's when it feels like a butterfly is fluttering in my belly and then I projectile vomit as if I've just come off the carnival ride. You know, remember the one, the tumbler that we went on? It's, I mean, it's, I, I, it's cute. My nipples are darkening and the hair on my belly is thick. So my mother would say that that means it's a boy. I hope to hear from you soon, as I have still not gotten a single letter. Love and kisses, my darling husband. I dream of you each night. Dear Tom, I hate being pregnant. I am the size of a tank and as sweaty as a bull all the time. The veins in my legs are large and protruding, and I have cottage cheese on my thighs. Now that I'm almost seven months along, my nipples are the color of coal. I got your letter, though. I do wish it had been longer, but I was still happy to hear from you. I didn't really get the joke though. You know where you wrote new address, who dis? You're so silly. You're so silly, but I love you for your sense of humor. I ship off to Dunkirk next week, as all the troops here have either perished or been taken prisoner by the Germans. I can't wait to see the beach. I've spent far too long in the forest among all its critters. What if the baby's born and the first things he sees is the beautiful ocean? I'm exhausted, so this letter will be short, but I am assured that once I go into labor, the doctor will put me under full sedation, and I will awake having had a rest like Sleeping Beauty and greeted with a perfect baby, and no horrible memories of a tearing perineum or defecating while laboring, thank God. Love and hugs, your very pregnant wife. Dear Husband, I'm writing to let you know that a young man found me on the beach where I had fallen and lain like a beached whale laboring and screaming into the ocean. He fled in terror, but eventually returned to see if he could sell what he thought was blubber 
from a now dead whale, but instead found me and your newborn son writhing in the sand. I have decided to name him Thomas Eleanor Hardy Jr. in honor of you, his father. A father that he will never get to know because according to the letter I received today, you were killed by an unruly band of gypsies during a spirited game of Find the Funnel. I shall teach him of you and all the things that we loved about each other. You shall not have died in vain. All my love forever and always. Dear bastard son of a bitch asshole, I saw you on the beach at Dunkirk. As Tommy Jr. and I were walking, trying to ease the pain in our souls from your loss, there you were, drinking and smoking and shooting dice with some other soldiers. And when I called your name, you looked up and you saw me. We made eye contact. But then you started shouting at me in Russian, as if I'm so dull that I don't know my own husband. You had wanted to be free of us, and now you are, because I made sure to lace this envelope with poison. So when you opened it, a little puff of the poison would explode in your face. Rotten hell, you son of a bitch. Dear Thomas, I was informed today by your commander, you are not in fact at Dunkirk and were not killed by gypsies to my delight, but you are safely in the fields of France. I suppose I owe an apology to whomever I poisoned with my last letter. Perhaps he was simply a foreign soldier after all. I put the letter right where he had been where I had seen him earlier in the week. So, I mean, I'm sure somebody opened it, right? Oops, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a folly, it's funny. So, uh, I guess the baby and I will be joining you in France soon enough. Until then, my darling, I love you and I'm so glad that our war adventure is coming to a close. Oh, how silly of me. I'm so glad you were not killed by gypsies, nor by my hasty use of poison. Anyway, love you. See you soon. Kiss, kiss, hug, hug. The end. Oh, it felt like I needed a little Tom Hardy in my life this week. So that's why we went with round two. Um, my, let's just say there was, there was, it, it was very trying this week. There was, there were weather problems. There were internet problems. There was a fire down the road that affected us. There was an explosion of water in my basement and I'm, I'm fine. Everything's fine. Everybody, it's going to be fine, but it doesn't make it any less stressful, you know? So, uh, so anyway, I know Tom Hardy always brightens my life and I thought maybe he would brighten yours as well. If you want, you can see him for like a few minutes here and there in the movie Dunkirk. Um, him and Harry Styles and a bunch of other, yeah, like, like a ton of other people. It's a very big ensemble cast, but it's, it's worth it. Cause you know, he's Tom Hardy or you can always, I mean, I like to always give Venom a good watch. It's not, it's not a great movie, but he's great. You know, I mean, same old, same old. Um, other than that, I don't know. Do we have any new news this week? Um, visit AaronPotterPlow.com for all things merch related. Um, I have finished edits to my new my new novel, and it is complete and just it's just waiting for publication. So I'll let everybody know when that happens. And um, of course, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at AaronPotterPlow with no hyphen and yeah, I don't know. Reach out. I mean, you can tell me anything. You can tell me 
who you want a story about or what you, you know, what you want it to be about. Just please don't tell me anything mean because I hear enough of that in my rejection letters from publishers and agents and, you know, myself. So <laughs> if you hate me, that's cool, but you don't, you don't need to send me a letter about it. So anyway, until next week, I hope everyone sleeps well. <laughs>